0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here today all by myself as I prep to go on vacation for 10 days. I can't wait. I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to get to the beach, the pool not go to work the next day, 10 days, driving in Outer Banks, North Carolina. Me and the fam go every year. It's one of the times of the year that I truly look forward to because in Outer Banks, if you've never been here, it's a true vacation. You don't, you don't go out and do anything. You sit around, you drink beers, you go to the beach, you work on your tan. Uh, I'm going to write some fantasy football articles. You know, I'm going to do as little as possible. I'm going to read a book, which I haven't done in a long time. Uh, the new Stephen King book. I just can't wait. I really can't. So I want to record this podcast before I head out, uh, which I'm heading out here tonight. It's 11 p.m. as I record this, and uh, we're leaving at 3 a.m., so it leaves me a little time for rest. But, hey, <laughs> I don't need no rest. i got 12 hours to drive with kid- with two kids and a wife, a 5-year-old and 2-year-old. It's going to be extravagant. Can't wait. Love driving for 12 hours. It's one of my favorite things to do. No, no, but it'd be okay. I download a whole bunch of podcasts, uh, a lot of Dynasty podcasts, which I don't really get a chance to listen to. Um, usually when I listen to podcasts, it's really not a lot of the other Dynasty podcasts that I get a chance to listen to. So I look forward to listening to that uh, instead of kids in the background asking me a lot of questions I do not have answers to, uh, or at least the answer that they are looking for. So today uh i want to get out here and record a podcast so you guys still have your podcast every wednesday uh i'll probably listen to this back to see how it came out on wednesday on the beach hopefully with a summer shandy or corona in my hand um and hopefully i'm not sunburned by that time before we get started though i want to give a big shout out to mike betts in brookline massachusetts to him and his league mates that are all listening mike ordered four dynasty nerds t-shirts today four of them uh which is a very nice fella out there. Uh, when he wanted me to give a shout out to the worst team name and appetizer ever, the COD Nachos. Uh, Mike, we really appreciate you supporting the podcast by buying four Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. I think we're going to give a shout out to uh, Eric Helmholtz. He bought two shirts last week as well. And I have a whole list of people that bought one shirt. But I'm I'm more than happy to give a shout out to uh, anybody that has bought more than one shirt in order. We appreciate it. We, appreci- we appreciate you supporting the podcast and the website. Um, to all the people from all over the united states and even people like jamie walton and paul hodges in the uk and in england who have bought shirts as well we really appreciate it uh helps us maintain the podcast and website you know we, we do it for free regardless but all the help that we can get uh reimburse us is always much appreciated and as always you can read you can uh, help us out for free if you don't want to upgrade your wardrobe and walk around and get high fives all day walk around in an awesome dynasty nerds t-shirt you could easily go on itunes and give us a rank and review that's the easiest way to support the podcast for free uh, a lot of you guys get out there and do it we truly appreciate it i check it every day to see if anybody else is going on there because i truly love reading the feedback i don't know why i love it so much but i really really do and I get a lot of uh, emails and Twitter stuff about, hey, how do I review or rank the podcast if I don't have iTunes? And, uh, you know, I listen to Stitcher or some other format. And honestly, I do not have the answer for that. I will look into that. But as of right now, I don't have the answer. I downloaded Stitcher. Uh, I looked on there to see if there was a place for ranking reviews. I couldn't find it. I gave up pretty easily at the same time. So I'm not a lot of help when it comes to that. But anybody that wants to order a shirt, make sure you get on com. Click on the shop a shirt i know we've been talking with some of the partners and we plan to get some more uh dynasty swag up there as well and uh and also if you can get on itunes review us and again the easiest way to review us if you don't have itunes is you know find a friend that has an iphone and you know ask to borrow it click on the podcast hit subscribe and leave a review for your buddy we'll appreciate it you guys uh you guys a bond become better friends over over the long term so besides that uh you know as i get ready to go here on vacation and uh set out for this long glorious drive which i'm so excited for let's talk some dynasty fantasy football uh you know this time of year otas right now going on and you'll hear a lot of hype about players and otas and the big thing right now is don't buy into all the hype i mean some stuff that you hear is like really good but some of the stuff that you hear you might be obvious so it's good it's it's more encouraging like alan robinson right now is looking terrific in otas and that's great because we you know alan robinson's a highly ranked dynasty player he's a, he's a sophomore uh he's somebody that i've always really liked coming out of school and i think he's in a great situation but blake bortles gonna have a lot to do with his success and a-Rob is probably, you know, he's going to have a lot of fantasy success this year, strictly mostly on targets. I mean, he can easily come away with 100 targets this year, and that right there is going to put him in wide receiver two uh categories, a-, a category, not categories, but he can easily come away as a wide receiver two this year. So Allen Robinson, OTA hype is looking really, really nice. But I mean, you'll hear tons of receivers that look good in pads or quarterbacks or running backs, but remember, there's there's no tackling going on now. Everybody should look good everybody should look good now um uh, so don't get over overly hyped or overly excited about who you're hearing about OTAs is right about now wait till minicamp comes around about next month and then start the looking. i mean if you have some room on your depth charts and you hear somebody is looking you know hey this guy has looked great he stands out and he's a free agent on your waiver wire and you have room absolutely pick him up i mean that's the one thing you should do if you have the room during otas if anybody's name comes up at all and you have somebody you can cut bait on, I mean, you should absolutely bring them up because you don't, you don't know who's going to stand out. Uh, but remember, it's, it's mini camp preseason. This is where we're going to see guys. I mean, there's going to be guys that aren't even practicing OTAs. Some guys are going to get opportunity just because they showed up to OTAs. So OTAs right now is kind of A, it's football. It's nice, but nothing to get overly excited about. I mean, June right now is where a lot of rookie drafts are going to be going on and a lot of. That's about it. I mean, that's the, you have your rookie drafts going on and that's about it until training camp. This is one of the slowest times in a dynasty fantasy football season, which isn't half bad because, you know, there's pool parties, there's sunshine out there. There's other things to do. Listen to the podcast once a week and, you know, dynasty fantasy football is 365 and you should use this time to, you know, evaluate your team, take a look out, sending out trade offers. You know that's 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 a best way too, just to kind of gauge interests now before the season ends. If there's somebody that you're really hyped about. Try and get them now before training camp comes along, uh, and you really it's a good time just to just kind of gauge trades. But a lot's not really going to go on now, besides rookie trading. You know, trading rookie picks, um, or startup drafts or things along those lines. So follow OTAs just see if there's anybody that really stands out. Nobody who's really like caught my eye at the present moment has besides you know i love hearing alan robinson doing really good uh we hear about travis kelsey out there uh doing really good i know i got a twitter question here about kelsey too so we're getting at as well um but again otas uh, I, I don't i don't get overly excited about otas uh so i did ask for some twitter questions uh i was kind of i've been really busy getting ready for this vacation so i didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of studying uh up on what i want to podcast on it was kind of like last minute was able to get this podcast in would i not be able to get this podcast in well i got it in so i i took the lazy route out i said hey send me some twitter questions and i even did that last minute you know about 45 minutes before i podcasted so i'll take what i can get but i did get a really good one one of the first ones that came in was a really good question and The question was, what are your thoughts on the Jets running back situation? This is from at Jesse severe and is really worth a draft in a startup late rounds. Well, I mean, in the late rounds, yeah, why not? I mean, why not take Ridley who is in a running back situation that is muddled at best. I mean, the big thing with Ridley though is, you know, he's coming off the ACL. Uh, he had it seven months ago. So He's not even practicing right now, and he's in a situation right now where, you know, it's Bilel Powell. It's Zach Stacy, Chris Ivory, Daryl Richardson, and Steven Ridley. Now, Chris Ivory is atop the depth chart right now, and we don't even know if the coaching staff is really kind of big on him. They did give up a seventh-round pick for Zach Stacy, So it's full of guys that they're all kind of like the same kind of running back besides Bilel Powell. You know, they're between-the-tackle, kind of bruiser kind of guys and, you know, Zach Stacy's recovering from injury, a knee injury, you know, Ridley's coming off the ACL, like I said, and Chris Ivory's atop the depth chart right now, and Bilal Powell is number two on the chart, and he's most likely locked in as the third down back, and when it comes to the Jets running back situation, I mean, it's not really something that I really want anything to do with. I have some Chris Ivory shares out there. I think I've even Bilal Powell in a league, but Again, I mean they're they're so low on even my dynasty depth chart, let alone anything else. I mean, there's no really establishment at quarterback. I mean, Geno Smith is most likely going to be the quarterback, and they have good receivers, but the running situation, back situation, not something that really overly intrigues me, intrigues me. Yeah, intrigues me. You know what is it kind of odd there though? They have three running backs that led their team in rushing. At one point in the career, you know, Chris Ivory did it with the Saints in 2010 and the Jets in 13 to 14. You have Zach Stacy who did it with the Rams in 2013. He led them in Russian, and then Steven Ridley with the Patriots in 2012. So there are three running backs that have led their teams and got the majority of the carries. And now it's kind of like, oh, I mean, you have Chris Ivory who's never had over 200 carries and he's always had those injuries. You know what I mean? he's 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 like a lock to get in he's he's up there with the jerry mcfadden's and the jonathan stewart's so uh does that give a chance for ridley to get in there possibly uh i mean i'd I'd say zach stacy's probably the least talented back out of the bunch uh chris ivory's bound to get hurt i I don't see bilel powell as a lead in back so when steven ridley finally does recover he he has a good chance to be the lead back in for the jets i mean but we don't even know if he'll be ready by week one. That's just the big thing with, you know, Stephen Ridley. Will he be ready by week one? And if he is, will the offense even be good enough to make, make it significant? So for him as fantasy contributor, it's just one of those rare situations where a starter and running back on a team, you almost want nothing to do with it. I don't want anything to do with the Jets' backfield. I really don't. Uh, they're most likely going to have to look to either acquire back via free agency, via trade, or just in the draft next year. Uh, you know, maybe a Derek Henry or Ezekiel Elliott, something along those lines. But as of right now, it's it's a filler at best. I mean, if you have one of these guys and they're you're starting them, your team's in uh bad shape. I, f- I feel bad for you. You know, get a dynasty in your shirt, walk around, make yourself uh feel a little better that way because your team's not really going anywhere this year. Um, so, I mean, be- between all of them, Ridley's a good bet. Ivory's obviously probably your best bet at this point. It's going to be something where I would just keep my eyes mostly on Stephen Ridley and see how he progresses through camp and see when he'll be ready. Uh, if you're in a PPR league, Bilal Powell might get just some help. But again, these are guys that you're not really going to rely on. They're going to be more hit and miss. Even if it comes out and like, you know, one of these guys has a good week, week one, we don't even know who's going to get the carries late in the season. It could be just literally a three down backfield. We did, they did the same thing last year with Chris Ivy, uh, Chris Johnson, and Bilal Powell. You know, they all split carries, and you want nothing to do with any of those guys. So I highly recommend just kind of staying away from that whole toxic running back situation as it is right now. So uh, another question I got here from Fantasy NFL 87 Will K- Travis Kelsey pass Jimmy Graham as number two tight end? Now, I'd I lean no. I'd still, I still have Jimmy Graham as my number two Dynasty Fantasy Football tight end. Um, I have Jimmy Graham as my number two Fantasy Football redraft tight end as well. Is Kelsey nipping at the heels? Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm going to take Jimmy, who's a known commodity, who's a proven commodity, over the upside. And I'll take that mostly every time. You know, the proven top-tier talent over the upside because i know he will produce and you know the upside talent doesn't always come through for you so i'm a big kelsey fan i drafted him as a rookie in multiple dynasty leagues i have believed him coming out of cincinnati i was a fan i've always liked travis kelsey um i know his roommate and he is uh he is definitely an up-and-comer my number three dynasty tight end and right now what's really nice is that he is he he is taking a, a step forward himself you know I have OTAs right now. You're hearing that he is asking for the ball. He's demanding the ball this year. And what's nice is that even though you can say, well, you know, he's got Alex Smith there. It's kind of, uh, that kind of hurts a little. Well, at the same time, Vernon Davis finished as a top three fantasy tight end with Alex Smith in San Francisco three times, you know what I mean? Uh, or twice, I'm sorry, not three times, but twice he's, he's finished as a top three fantasy tight end. So he can do it. You know, I mean, that's that's Alex Smith's game. He likes to find you know those those quick dump off passes, those quick releases. It's it's he's not throwing the ball too deep. So they have Macklin there, they have Travis Kelsey there. Who's going to be the number one receiver? You know, you got to lean towards Macklin, but Travis Kelsey can easily finish as the number two uh, fantasy tight end this year. So is he ready to overtake Jimmy Graham? Not this, not not for me, not not yet. If it happened, would it surprise me? No, absolutely not. But it's it's still not one of those situations where I'm not drafting Travis Kelsey ahead of Jimmy Graham. I'm not trading Travis Kelsey for Jimmy Graham. I don't think Travis Jimmy Graham's uh, value uh, drops drastically in Seattle. I mean, I look for Jimmy Graham to be the number one receiver in Seattle. I mean, who else out there you, you're looking to the acquire the uh, in a PPR league in Seattle besides Jimmy Graham? I mean, you want Doug Baldwin? No. Nah, nah not really i mean they have chris matthews who look good in the super bowl but at the same time i mean jimmy graham should be a red zone machine still he should be the guy that owned there i'm still happy with jimmy graham as an owner i'm not too depressed about it um but as a kelsey owner i'm ecstatic so travis kelsey great number three and all but not ready to pass jimmy graham quite just yet um next question comes from dynasty outdoors man you know at chill at the Chill Lumberjack. And he asked me a question that I, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with my favorite Cleveland Browns here. He asked me Isaiah correll Duke Johnson, and Terrence West, 16 pick values. Who'd you trade for? Also, expectations from jane Vereen. So, the Browns running back situation coming up from here in national media right now, a lot of words coming out on Duke Johnson looks terrific. Again, this is OTAs. He should look terrific when nobody's hitting him. Uh, and, you know, you're not up in the pad. So he should look great right now. A lot of word out here is Isaiah Corral should be the starter. To Duke Johnson should be the third down back. Now, I I see Luke, Duke Johnson locked in as the third down back. Um, he's been split out wide, though, too here and playing some receiver early on in OTAs. And uh, John D. Filippo has said that he, they, they want to use him at receiver. So if you're in a PPR league, Duke Johnson's going to be, just as you kind of planned, very adequate to put into a lineup uh maybe a flex spot um a spot where you need instant help at running back i know in the dynasty nerds league of this year uh josh he took you know tj yeldon and they he took Duke johnson so he took two running backs and he desperately needed a running back and he came away with two guys that he'll likely be able to start week one from his rookie draft uh real good point about t- you know why you build around rookie receivers is because you can always go out there and grab that running back and plug and play. I mean, he's he's got every, everything ever, everywhere else but he never had running backs, and boom, one draft, two starter running backs. So out of the, out of that backfield, you know, it's Isaiah Correll and Duke Johnson who you want to own. But I'm not giving up on Terrence West. I mean, you got to remember, just last year the Browns traded up back into the third to get Terrence West, and I know he didn't. Look, I know he didn't look as explosive as Isaiah Correll last year, but you know he had a good game versus Pittsburgh. He had a good game versus Baltimore. So it shows that he could do it. There was, the reports came out that him and Ben Tate early in the year were getting in arguments, like really bad arguments in the locker room, like where they're about to come to blows uh, they were talking about out here. So I don't know if that affected him. I know Terrence West came in with a cocky attitude. You know, the big boy on campus at Towson rushing for all those touchdowns comes here, thinks he could be the man. Well, you don't realize how hard it is to be the man in the NFL. And you fall out of favor with the coaching staff because you have a bad attitude. And that's what happened last year. So he's got to get his attitude together as well. Again, that's a muddled situation. It could be just like last year where, you know, a coach says, hey, Terrence West had the best week of practice this week. Uh, So he's going to start. And then the very next week, hey, Duke Johnson had the best week of practice. He's going to start this week. So out of all of them, honestly, I really want to own Duke Johnson out of all of them. that's, That's the guy I want. Uh, in a PPR league because I feel like he'd be the more for sure got to get you points and I don't I don't feel like I know a lot of people are in Isaiah Correll train saying he's the for sure but I'm still not at that point I still think it's it's you know I think it's 60 40 60 for Corral 40 for Terrence West to come away with uh the most carries this year and I know I'm in a minority in that situation but that's what I truly believe some would say it's because I trade up last year in the first round to get Terrence West, and I'm a believer, but I was a believer of him coming out of Towson, and last year he didn't look good, but I'm never one to give up on somebody after one year. So remember, Isaiah Carell was undrafted. They trade up for Terrence West. Let's see how it plays out. Again, right now, if you're an Isaiah Carell owner, I'd be trying to acquire Terrence West. I mean, his value is so low, it should be able to be get done, um, and if I'm a Terrence West owner, it's going to be a lot harder to you know, acquire Isaiah Corral, but you know, I would try and do that or maybe even trade away Terrence West, but his value is so low. You might as well sit on him and see what pans out. What, what, what can happen with Isaiah, you know, what happens with Isaiah Correll? maybe Isaiah Isaiah Correll gets hurt and then you have Terrence West to run in, you know, put in there. I mean, he is running behind a very good offensive line, one of the top offensive lines in NFL. Uh, so I would kind of just, if I'm a West owner, I'm sticking by him. If I'm a Corell owner, I'm kind of happy. If I'm a Duke Johnson owner, I'm I'm very happy at this point. Definitely, we're going to get him in a very high second round of your rookie draft or late first round of your rookie draft. Again, a lot of good hype coming out here out of Cleveland about Duke, Duke Johnson, and I expect good things from him in all PPR leagues. Definitely, they're going to line him up at receiver in some points as well. So hopefully that helps a little bit. And then Shane Vereen, you know, Shane Vereen, again, I think, you know, in New York, they're going to utilize Shane Vereen, kind of in that CJ Spiller kind of aspect, uh, kind of how he was used in New England, but even maybe more consistently. Again, I think he's going to have PPR value. I think Vereen's going to catch a lot of balls this year. I think easily see him catching about fifty footballs this year, and possibly even more, and coming away with you know seven hundred yards. So I think Vereen is a sneaky play something that you can get i know in all a lot of my mfl 10 leagues mfl 25 i took vereen i think in every single one of them uh he's just somebody that i'm kind of big on for this year in a sneaky kind of way as i could see him finishing in a ppr league as a top 24 fantasy back i could see him coming away uh as a low-end running back too and a low-end running back too even if it's a very high running back three, which I'm not really ecstatic about, but a low-end running back two is somebody you need for your roster. That's somebody you need to win a ship, you know, having a top 24 back. So Shane Vereen somebody you want to own. Uh, if you can get him for cheap, I definitely advise going to get him. He's somebody I feel like maybe on vacation I am going to write about a, an article on to get more in-depth about Shane Vereen. I know I'm going to be writing about uh, uh Kyle Rudolph as well. He's something I'm kind of big on this year as well as taking a step forward. But uh, Shane Vereen, I expect good things from him. Again, I think he can easily finish as a running back, too, this year. And something that you can be, you know, when you're definitely in your redraft leagues, you can get late. You know, you can get a guy later in the draft, so you can't beat that. Uh, Next question here coming from Dayball73. Do you think Ray Rice will find a team this year, and is he worth a roster spot? Uh, One, I don't think he's going to find a team. Two, I don't think he's worth a roster spot, Dave. Uh Ray Rice, you know, even though he's suspended, we gotta remember the year before that he was terrible. So a bad running back coming off a wife, you know, beaten situation, he's not even getting looks. Nobody wants to acquire, you know, hit you know, Ray Rice. You're better off even grabbing somebody like a Steven Jackson who's out there. Or me personally, like an Ahmad Bradshaw. So if those guys are free agents. I, you know, I'd cut bait on Ray Rice. I would not own him in my leagues. If somebody else picks him up. Let them waste a roster spot. Ray Rice should not be owned at any leagues. Even if he does get picked up, I don't think of him to be an adequate person. I mean, if he gets picked up, are you going to automatically start Ray Rice? No, you're not. Uh, again, I'd, I'd much rather own somebody like Ahmad Bradshaw, who's a free agent, or even Stephen Jackson. I mean, I cut bait with Stephen Jackson in my league because I just didn't have room for him. But at the same time, I mean, I don't want. I don't. I don't r I definitely don't recommend going out and picking up Steven Jackson, but uh I'd rather have him over Ray Rice. Um again, I don't wanna I don't wanna advocate uh a woman beater like Ray Rice, but it has nothing to do with it. It's more of his uh fantasy play is the best way to put it. So uh another question here I got from Brad Brink, eleven ninety eight. First time as a Dynasty League commish doing a twelve team PPR, one, two, three, one flex. Rosters would be twenty five active, five taxi and two IR. Would you tweak anything? Nope. No, I wouldn't. I mean I'd I'd go, you know, uh possibly a thirty man roster, but there's nothing wrong with a twenty five man roster. I mean, to me what you're doing is pretty much, you know, how how I think all dynasty leagues should really be. I think a twenty five man roster, I think should you should have a taxi squad. Now, you said five man taxi squad now. the only thing I would say with that when it comes to taxi squads, if you guys go back, you can listen to my taxi squad uh podcast was i don't think there should be a limit on your taxi squad guys. I don't think there should be you know, you know five a five man taxi squad, then you have a five round rookie draft so you can draft those rookies and say you traded for an extra first an extra second, which gives you uh so you have a four round or five round draft that gives you seven players. Well, you can't put those players on your taxi squad because, you know, you have a limit there. Then why even make the trade for the picks? And definitely those late round picks, those are the guys you kind of want to hold on to and let develop because they're, they're later risk. Definitely if you take a guy like Garrett Grayson or Sean Mannion in the later rounds. I mean, why are you, you shouldn't force somebody not to draft those guys or not be able to carry them on a roster and almost force them into free agency just because you have a smaller taxi squad. I think the larger the taxi squad, the better for your league. Uh, I I honestly think in a dynasty league, the less free agency that's out there, you know, or, you know, talent out there in free agency, the better for your dynasty league. It's a dynasty league. You should get these players as long as possible. So I know in our dynasty nerds league that we run unlimited uh, taxi squad spots. So it's not about many spots. It's just you get the rights for those players for, you know, X amount of years. So rather than make it uh say five taxis you know taxi squad spots i do it more as you know years you know you have the guy because you're pretty much saying you know even if you do five spots and you're pretty much saying hey you can only have these guys for a year because then the, in the following year you gonna have another draft and you're gonna have to hey do i bring these guys up with my taxi squad or drop them down and usually a year is not really enough to kind of determine something like that you know say you have a guy like brandon coleman you know, last year you would have cut him, and now he's in position to possibly play this year with the Saints, and now he's a free agent. So whoever has the higher waiver wire pick gets that guy that you drafted, you, you spent a draft pick on. Uh, maybe even like a high, as high as a third or fourth round pick on a Brandon Coltman. And to me, I, do, I don't like that. I don't like wasting draft picks. I don't, I don't like cutting bait on somebody I put time into studying. I think you should have those guys. And again, I recommend two years. 2 years we have found over after over doing this for a long time that 2 years is a good good number where you still don't know about somebody but you know enough to decide hey I want to bring this guy up on my active roster or not. So again that's one th- one thing I'd I'd change. That's something I would do uh the taxi squad uh don't change it to numbers uh of spots change it just to years and make it unlimited. Again listener leagues the podcast listener leagues we have a twenty five I just said the twenty five uh taxi squad spots and somebody was like, Hey, is is that a you know, that's a lot of spots and it's just kind of hey, you know, what if you trade for three first round picks and three second round picks and you have the rest of your draft? I mean, that's six that's ten guys right there in one draft. So it's it's not really too crazy. And if you limit that number, then you limit your rookie drafts and you sh- you just shouldn't really do that. Length, time, uh, dynasty forever. Remember. We're not playing keeper leagues here. People We're playing dynasty fantasy football dynasty forever. That's the best way to do it. So again, we did a whole podcast. I did a whole podcast on taxi squad and what my belief is on that subject. So if you go back a couple episodes and look for that one, you can get my whole take on taxi squads. But again, I mean, this is, this is a slow time of the year, vacation time, which I'm about to go do here in a couple hours, get some sunshine. Do some dynasty research, put on some great articles for you. By do some good work here for the site as well. Um, so this episode will be a shorter episode. Obviously, we're here about twenty nine minutes. That's all I really got for you. I'm sorry I didn't put in a lot of homework for you guys. I still hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You know, a couple couple Twitter questions answered. Still gives you something to listen to. We'll be back next week with the guys, uh, more in depth, a much more elaborate show. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this one too. I'm going to go get a couple hours of sleep here. Let me hit the road. But remember, by the time you're listening to this and this is reaching your ears, I'm on a beach and I'm feeling good and hopefully I'm looking good. But until then, guys, uh, if you have any questions until then, hit me up on Twitter at dynasty rich. You can shoot me an email rich at Dynastynerds.com. Uh, I highly recommend getting on the forum at dynasty com. tons of active users on there. Uh, they they interact really well on there and answer a lot of questions give you an in-depth view from people all over the country as well who are dynasty enthusiasts which is a good it's always good to get as many opinions as you can in dynasty it really is just like you know before we do these trades it's always good to shoot them out there on twitter that's why i recommend having twitter just even for that just to interact with other dynasty community members hey what do you think about this trade and you'll get like 30 responses and one maybe one person say hey this is why you shouldn't do it and you're like oh i never really thought of that you're right i'm i'm not gonna do this or you can even get more access to like articles and things like that and you can read why like i think cj spiller is one of the going to be one of the biggest steals in fantasy football this year and he's going to be one of the top tier uh fantasy running backs this year in ppr leagues uh but until then guys i'll talk to you next week i'll be back here with the fellows hopefully i won't be doing another podcast by myself for a while because I, I, you know how I love talking for 40 minutes nonstop. But until then, guys, have a good one. Enjoy the day. I'll talk to you guys next week, and I'll be a lot tanner. Later. Ready, set, putt Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insights. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.